Good evening. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Everything Entrepreneurship with Walter and Yarrow. Hello, welcome to Everything Entrepreneurship with Walter Haas and Yarrow Stark. <laughs> You've got to practice that, Walter. We do, we do. <laughs> we really need to practice that. The we jingle sounds a lot better than we do. <laughs> we but should start recording before we do the official recording. That's, We're a lot more jovial. That's true. It's, it's this a virtual audience that's listening to us. All you people out there listening right now, you, you, I, I can see you. You're, well, sort of see you. It puts pressure on us to perform, so we're not quite as natural, at least for the first two minutes, I think, Walter. Yeah, that's right, until we get the gist and we just forget, and we start playing silly. That's right. So, uh, in case you have no idea what you're listening to right now, this is Everything Entrepreneurship, a podcast where Walter and I talk about everything to do with entrepreneurship, and that includes recapping our previous work during the last week on our own projects as well as what we're coming up with for the next week. So it's a way to keep us on track and keep you updated with what we're doing, as well as a whole lot of rambling discussion about things to do with startups, internet business, information products, blogging, and all of that. So, Walter, let's begin. You had a very busy week. Exactly, yeah. So for those listening last week, I mentioned that I was doing something down in Sydney, or I don't think I've mentioned Sydney, but... uh, I'm a little different to Yarrow in that I tend to focus more on the sort of startup side of things, you know, the working 60 to 80 hour weeks, uh, whereas Yarrow is more... <laughs> I was wondering where you're going to go with that. I'm a little bit different to Yarrow. With Walter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That could have gone anywhere. So. Yeah, that could have. But uh, yeah, you like more the lifestyle sort of businesses where... Are you calling me you lazy? Know. No, no, not lazy. Uh, probably more efficient uh, if you come to think of it because oh, I've been working 60, like 80 hour weeks for a few years. <laughs> I like that. And... <laughs> And you've been having a good life for the last few years. Yeah, I, I sit on the beach with my laptop, right? That's, <laughs> That's right. At least my code loves me. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I sit on the beach with my laptop. But, um, hey, you know, I remember coding. And I think it's part and parcel with working with that material. You have to. When I say coding, I should clarify, I was doing HTML tables. <laughs> so it wasn't that hard. But I do remember the the need to just sit there and get the table to work the proper way and get the next <laughs> bit of my web page working. And that's, it's obsessive. You do have that sense of wanting to finish all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you, you feel that, hence you keep putting in the hours. Yeah, that's, there's a reason that most programmers are, have OCD. It just needs to be done and it needs to be perfect. Mm. Yes, but um, Thanks for that segue. Now, so what, what I was doing is uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Brett. Say his last name. Uh, Brett Gagan. Oh, very good. It's, it's not spelt that way, but... Jogan. Uh, Hi, Brett. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Brett. How are you going? <laughs> so, um, yeah, Brett and I, along with a few other friends, worked on Startup Weekend uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we got a business idea together, and we wrote the first version, and we came third in that Startup Weekend. Almost second, almost second. It was like a tie between second and third. <clears throat> Not just just to recap, Startup Weekend is? Startup Weekend is one weekend. It's very intense. You start Friday and a few people get up on stage with an idea, an idea for a business. Then at the end of that presentation, everyone else in the audience goes to the idea that they like the best. You form a team and then Saturday and Sunday you spend 12 16 hours working to turn that idea into a working business, potentially with customers and potentially with a product at the end. 
And that's what we did. So did you have your own idea that you mentioned on day one on Friday? No, I didn't. But uh, Brett got up there with his idea and it was a total of four of us that formed the team eventually. For Startup Weekend, that's... You didn't know you'd be with those guys, did you? No, no, I didn't. Um, you knew you'd be with Brett. Well, yeah, Brett invited me, so I had a pretty good idea I was <laughs> going to join Brett's team. Okay. But uh, generally... Could you, could you have jumped ship if you like another idea better? Well, yeah, that's the point. Okay. You, you get there on the day and you, you pick the idea that's the best or that gels with you the most. Okay, that's cool. Um, the company that actually came second was a social media company and they did pretty well over the weekend. They had like three marketing people and two or three programmers and then two or three business people. So they had a huge team. Wow. And at the end of those two days, I think they got something like 500 Facebook followers, something like 500 Twitter followers. It was, it was pretty big. And they had a working product, wow. all social-based. So they really demonstrated that their social media idea uh, came off with the sort of following they could get in two days. Can you say what these ideas are or is it sort of private for obvious reasons? No, it wasn't. It's not private. But um, so the idea we had is uh, it's, it's a bit, um, bit more complicated but uh, more or less a teaching program for companies, training program. And uh, the social media idea was a cross between chat roulette and Snapchat. So just to uh, sum it up. I get that. So you're basically sending photos to random people instead of people yeah. you know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Simple. I like that. Yeah, there were, there were a few others. A, a textbook sharing business. Um, there was one idea I really liked as well, which was an online test to find housemates. So if, you're, if, if you've got a place, you're going to uni and you have a spare room or two, and you want a housemate, you don't want to get psychopaths. So what's <laughs> the best like way? That sort of thing? <laughs> well, well, yes. I hazard a guess that most people don't. So <laughs> yeah. these guys came up with a psych test. They've actually run, ran this before. And they know it works. So they just wanted to put that psych test up on a website. And their spin on it was not to figure out whether you're roommate is a psychopath but just to figure out whether your personality gels with your roommate's personality that's so. that's pretty good I, I think unfortunately most people who are in that kind of looking for housemates stage probably don't feel like filling out forms of you know, a psychology kind of area but if you're doing it officially because obviously you fill out a form to apply for a rental I, I could see that possibly coming into it I guess like we do with jobs right most people have like a Myers-Briggs sort of thing through their employment uh HR system. So interesting. Anyway, good, fun idea. So, and these basically what happens, each person who has that idea steps up at the beginning on the Friday and says, this is my idea. Who wants to come with me? It's like, I think choosing a sports team back in That's school, right? right? Yeah. It's okay. pitching. So you got to sell the idea to all the participants Other people, right. on the day. And out of, out of the whole lot, I think we had 20 pitches and 10 of those pitches turned into teams, so half of them. And then out of those, well, um, everyone finished. Most of them ended up with a product and some customers or they talked to some potential customers. And then, yeah, of course, uh, the top three. We came in the top three, so I was quite happy with that. So just also want to clarify with this. If you, know, you, you need a critical mass of people in the room, obviously, to back 10 companies, 
-hmm. is the assumption, for example, with the Snapchat uh, chat roulette service, since they had, like you said, two programmers and three marketing or something like that, that's a lot of people. The team might have been six people or something to begin with. Is it assumed that you then, after the weekend's over, all continue as a company with the same people in it? Or it's up to you to sort of decide like, who has ownership after this? That's where it gets a bit murky. Um, because as far as I'm aware, that's not officially defined anywhere. Right. Um, clearly in our team, it was Brett's idea. Um, Brett wanted to go on with it. And he made that clear at the start um, when he pitched it, that it was a pre-existing idea and that he was going to continue with it afterwards. The other pitches didn't mention that. So obviously the first, the, the team that came first, they got funding. So they got $5,000 prize money. And then what were they? That, that was which company? Um, uh, sorry, I got a mental blank. But um, <laughs> you can't remember the winner. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but they they also got uh, ten thousand dollars worth of additional investment from the judges. So two of the judges got together and uh, put in five grand each. Is that normal, or is that just because they like the idea? Well, this is the first startup weekend I've been to. I heard from one team in a following startup event that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, that team, I don't even think, got uh, cash as a prize. I think they got $5,000 worth of um, something else. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it definitely happened in our startup weekend. I don't think it's usual. Right. Um, but and, and is it for equity or is it just the prize? The $5,000 cash is the prize money, so that gets split up between all the team members. But the additional $10,000 by the two judges, that was for equity. Okay. And how did, did you see that happen? Like, is that pitched during the presentations and like, kind of like the dragon's den almost? Well, no, it wasn't. It, during the presentation of the, the, the final, so um, one, two, three, the judges actually said, yep, you guys win. This is why you won. And here's your prize money. And then they, they added that we also want to invest, so come have a chat with us. Um, yeah, there's five grand from me and five grand from the other judge, so we want to put that in and, yeah, be owners in your business. Wow. I wonder I wonder how that deal was done. I'd be really curious to know. And I'd well, like to know I, what that company was too, Walter, if you can jog your yeah. memory. <laughs> yes, if, if that comes, if it comes back to me. Do you want me to I'll play some yeah, intermission music so you can quickly look it up? <laughs> I'll be looking it up. But um, yeah, so that was a bit of a segue. What we then did last Tuesday is uh, Brett asked if uh, I wanted to come down to Startmate. So we had been chatting about uh, continuing, on, continuing on with the business. And Brett had applied for a couple of the incubators over in the US and also in Australia. And one of those applications was Startmate. And uh, that includes um, <clears throat> Y Combinator as well, I think. Was he? Yeah, trying? Y Combinator. And 500 startups. In the... And 500 startups. Yeah, so yeah. the big ones. So, and the, yeah, they're the big ones. Um, obviously, they're very competitive, and we didn't know where we came in on the rankings. Obviously, a lot of people apply, and uh, we just we didn't make it. So we don't know if we're at the top or the bottom of the heap. But um, yeah, out of all those, we did uh, get into Startmate, at least for the interviews. So we don't know if we've been accepted. But from what I understand, there were 100 applications and they picked 20 to go down for an interview. And we were part of the, those 20 companies. Now, what happens 
in the Startmate interviews. And this is, this is fantastic. If you can get into a situation like this, then I highly recommend it. We sat down, all the 20 startups, we sat down in our rooms at, a, at pre-designated tables. Uh, and then, you might want to say what Startmate is, Walter. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes, thank you. Uh, Startmate is an incubator. It's, uh, it's an accelerator, isn't it? What do they call it? Incubator accelerator. Okay. There's a difference, I know, because I remember hearing, you know, one's very starts phase and the other one's you've got something going already and they're trying to accelerate your growth. So I don't know what Startmate, but they're probably both. I'd say they're both. It's yeah. a very fine line. It's yeah. very but Semantics. Semantics. So Startmate, if you have a business or a business idea, in our case we have a, the start of a business uh, with some potential customers. So what they would do is they would invest uh, for some equity in the business and then they would do everything they could to help us out to run the business. The way the phrase I got from Startup Weekend is incubators give you an unfair advantage because there are people who have skin in the game in your business and they want you to succeed. So they will introduce you to the right people and just make those connections, lubricate everything so that you have a better chance of success. Don't laugh, Yara. <laughs> Sorry, Walter, keep going. Yeah, so that's what they do. But the interviews, now the interviews were really interesting. Obviously, we have to pitch to all the mentors and prove to them that us as a team, we have a good chance of becoming a successful company and really to prove to them that um, we can build a successful company with their help. We're worth their time to help us and we will succeed. That was the idea. And the way they did that is they got all the 18 men mentors and they got the mentors to go around to every single company one by one and the companies had to pitch to every mentor for 15 minutes. And that was continuous. And that was individuals? Like you had just the one mentor and you talked to them separately from everyone else? That's right, for 15 minutes. So it's almost like speed dating, right? Each mentor is going from company to company? Exactly. Yeah, okay. that's, uh, that's what one of the organizers said. It's like speed dating for companies. Okay, so, and, but you, are, like, you don't hear everyone else talking to the other companies, do you? Yeah, well, it was hard to hear. Um, I tried to at one stage when we had a 10-minute break, but... Uh, yeah, it, there, there was too much going on. You spy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't really focus. But it didn't really matter. What, what mattered more was getting your pitch down, okay. Pat. So just the... I'm just curious when you say a pitch, though, you know, you and I did proper get in front of an audience talk for 15, 20 minutes uh, pitching. Mm -hmm. Is this, and it's quite structured, you know, with slides and everything like that, was this that kind of structured pitching, especially with 18 people, you wouldn't do the same pitch with you 18 times? No, the pitch was completely different based on the mentor and the mentor's background and the sort of uh, issues that, the potential issues in the company that the mentor brought up. So to walk you through it, the first two pitches were horrible because we had too much to talk about and it wasn't particularly ordered. But the intense environment just forced us to really narrow down what the business was and how to bring that across to the mentor in a couple of sentences, one or two sentences. So this is what it is. This is what we do. So we train, um, we train people in a business. And then we got, we, we got the sort of uh, potential issues that can happen a couple of times. So we then came up with proper 
polished answers for each of the issues that could come up. So based on... What were the issues, if, if you can say, Walter? So uh, some of the issues were um, during Startup Weekend, we managed to get a contact at one of Australia's biggest mining companies. As uh, a potential as a, client, right? As a potential client. But one of the issues is that the sales cycle for mining companies is very, very long and uh, involved. So as a startup, we would potentially be burning a lot of resources for, well, maybe no, no payoff at the end after a few months of courting a mining company. So, you know, should we really be focusing on mining companies or should we be focusing on another company or another industry? Mm -hmm. And then a follow-up question is, well, which industry do you want to follow up mm. on all those things? So after That's a good question. How do you answer that? Well, after a couple of pitches, we, we discover we're getting a lot of interest from a variety of different areas. So it's very, very horizontal. This, this sort of problem of um, upskilling uh, employees comes up a lot in a bunch of different industries. And Just to clarify, I think people might be confused. You're Brett's idea that you're part of his company now or you know, part of the pitch is educating new employees using some sort of mobile application, right? I know you probably can't say the specific details, but that's kind of what it's about. Yeah, pretty much. So, okay. yeah, they they get what they need. Uh, they need to know in the new company. Um, By a mobile. From, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, um, so that could be applied to any industry, obviously. That could be applied to any industry. Yeah. That's right. But obviously going for every industry is way too big a job. So that's why exactly. you're going to get asked that question. So, exactly. yeah, I'm curious how you, I guess you justify it by numbers or by the, the complexity of the initial training required for employees or how do you do well, it? Well, not at all. Like yeah. we, don't, we don't know, right? right? And we've got four potential customers in four different industries. So the start of the business would be to figure out if there is a vertical that we uh, need to lean. focus on. Exactly. Because we don't know at this stage, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't want to put all our effort into going down a vertical which ends up not working. Mm -hmm. So we've got, we're going to where the interest is. And if we can make some money in a particular, with a particular client and that client can introduce us to other potential clients in the same industry, then that will dictate which vertical we go for, if we go for a vertical at all. Maybe we go for a horizontal and partner with additional companies that are already doing training in a particular vertical and then they can service that vertical and we can focus on the horizontal, if that makes sense. That's a bit abstract. But, um, <laughs> it sounds there like are, you'd, you'd create a platform. Yeah, we would way. create a platform. So um, just to fill in the blanks, there are training companies that are already creating training programs for, say, mining companies, but they don't have a platform to do that. So they don't have, you know, the equivalent of WordPress to deliver their training program. So instead of us being a WordPress for mining companies and a training company for mining companies, we would partner up with a training company for mining companies and just deliver them the WordPress like platform. Mm -hmm. And then we go for another uh, vertical. Mm -hmm. So we would go for maybe um, heavy industry and uh, people who build the uh, you know, tractors, let's say the farming and tractor industry. So we build the WordPress-like training platform for them and go and talk to training companies in that vertical and then we do it again mm. and again. But until we've got some money coming in and until we have some paying customers, we're leaving that open. That's really interesting compared to what we went through with Cranky Ads, I think primarily because we're looking at a business-to-business -business 
business with what mm -hmm. you're talking about here. And with Cranky Ads, we were more really business to consumer or even consumer to consumer in some ways. So we were looking for mass audience appeal and, and looking for network effects. And it was all about getting traction where traction for you is almost defined by just getting that first client and then the second client. So it's a total different, I guess, mindset in terms of how you market the business. Uh, and even the way you're talking now is sort of different. The lean testing is about just making one sale to one big potential client. That's right. I think it's a lot easier to conceptualize than what we did for Cranky Ads. For Cranky Ads, we really had to, you know, uh, approach publishers and approach potential advertisers. So we had to service both sides mm. of that marketplace. And that makes it, you know, exponentially hard when you have to try and go for two sets of customers instead of just one. Right, which the Snapchat guys slash chat roulette guys who are in your startup weekend group, they have that same problem. They have to get enough users to make the service worthwhile for each new user who joins. So it's, it's the problem of social media. That's why there are really only a few really, really big players and it's a lot of people have come and gone. I think it's just network effects is so hard. And that's why eBay is still the dominant player in mm -hmm. the auction space too. So yeah, interesting. I, I have to say business to business is never an area that I've been in, but the more I sort of listen to entrepreneurial podcasts and, and talks between entrepreneurs and you don't hear about them as much because we're, we're more excited by the Facebooks and the Snapchats and the, the Googles and those sorts of things. But there's so much business being done, uh, business to business, getting a client and charging them a fee to deliver a product or a service, uh, sometimes on a one-time basis or if you build a platform on a recurring basis. And your job is just basically selling to managers and, and buying decision makers within other companies, which is very different to, you know, offering a free service to uh, the general public. Such a exactly. And, so, and the thing with um, business to business too, is a lot of that uh, potential money, potential, those potential customers, it's all invisible. Unless you're at the corporate level or you know someone in the corporate level, you never hear about that as a consumer. Um, it just goes on Behind between the these big companies. Yeah. It's that secret world. Like, I, to be honest, I've tried to avoid it because I don't want to get dressed up in a suit and stand in front of corporate offices trying to convince <laughs> people to buy my products sort of thing. But I also have seen the size of uh, you know the businesses. You just need to make one sale to a big mining company and you might have a half a million dollar contract for your first sale. Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? So it's not... Uh, sometimes it's... It, uh, on the numbers at least, the financials, it looks a lot more appealing. Um, but of course, you're, you're also putting a lot of your eggs in one basket too. So different different decisions for different type of businesses. But interesting stuff. I'm curious also with the, the Startmate, uh, can you tell us more? So you went through this process over one day and did 18 different pitches. Over five hours. Five hours. That's okay, that's crazy. Um, is... Like I guess you, I can't imagine your first pitch compared to your last pitch must be so different by that stage. Well, the first pitch and the last pitch were roughly the same. The okay. first pitch because we didn't know what we were doing. And the last pitch because we were so tired. Oh, okay. We didn't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're kind of at your peak somewhere in the middle then, basically. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the responses we got from the mentors were actually reflected that because... Um, yeah, at the start, we got a lot of, oh, yeah, um, I guess I kind of understand. And same at the end. But towards the middle, they're like, yes, okay, we, we get, yeah, we get 
how this is going. We get your sort of industry. You might need to focus on these areas, um, you know, before we consider you. But you know, that's. And what happens next? Stand. Well, we find out sometime this week whether we got accepted or not. Okay, so next next podcast, you'll be telling us whether you got in or out. Yeah, exactly, and, and uh, this will dictate my business life for the next year, I'd say. Wow, it's uh, it's a pretty bit of a flashpoint here. So, what happens if you get in? You well, if we get in, then um, we'll have to move to Sydney for a f at least a few months, and then, uh, as far as I understand, there's a two month uh, tour in Silicon Valley as well. Um, to pitch to different investors, so over over about six months, um, we get in, we go through the training program, we go to the valley, and then you know we we're on our way to really starting the business. Right. So, and and I can imagine uh, for people who listen to this podcast, you all know that Walter is also <laughs> the guy behind Kickspy, and that's predominantly what you've been working on for the last what, six months as well. That's right. So uh, what happens to poor old kicks by Walter if you get in? Well, this is the thing. Um, I, always, I always say you need to focus on one thing. Now, when... <laughs> Fail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, when you, when, when you start off in business, you generally either have a job or you, you're doing some consulting, which is just a better paid job, uh, and you can't really focus on your core business um, exclusively and again last week it really brought that home me focusing on you know startmate took a lot of effort a lot of time away from kickspy and you need to choose either you know we do this thing in sydney or i do kickspy based on the sort of industry in the market and sort of my passion my passion is coding regardless of what it is um i obviously like kickspy and i've put a lot of effort into it but the opportunity is there, you know, to get mentored, to, you know, really take it to the next level. So if I had to make a choice, I would go for, you know, start the start made option in Sydney. Well, let's face the facts that you're very, very keen to go to San Francisco and yeah, that's, you, you'd almost that's go there on any ticket. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> at this stage. So I do find it interesting to look at this whole concept of working in an incubator uh, and, and, Part of that going to San Francisco and doing it too. Like I'm quite keen to get there, and it's on my cards for some time in the next year or two as well. Not necessarily as part of a startup, but just to go be in that environment. And I was sort of thinking back to what you've just been through and what might happen if you get in. Uh, obviously, their the structure of their deal seems a bit more appealing than anything we got presented with with Cranky Ads. And I was even thinking back if. You and I and Mick, our other partner in Cranky Ads, had had pitched to Startmate, and you know would, would we have gone through with that process, um, given that we did knock back the same amount? Like you know, we if you think back, Walter, when we did do a bunch of early uh, talks and, and also a couple of pitches, we did get the option to take some money. I remember someone offered us, I think, the same kind of amount you get with a Startmate, about fifty thousand dollars, but they wanted a quite a hefty equity amount. I can't remember exactly what, but it was close to half of our company. And we're like, well, no, we're not going to give away half the company for just a basic small amount of money, which probably would only pay for you know one developer for six months and then it'd be all gone. So you know, we were, it was a no-brainer to say no at that stage with that money. Um, with Startmate, you're giving up a lot less equity, but there's also the everything else, the three months of very intensive incubating 
of your company and working hard, the connections you make here in Australia, and then of course the connections you're going to make in Silicon Valley when they fly you over there. And you do, I'm not sure if it's just pitching over there or it's also actually sitting down and working and getting clients for your business there as well. So, you know, that's a different type of incubator. And we also pitched to iLab where we got accepted and we turned them down uh, and they had a different structure again. It was, I think, similar percentage. They won maybe a bit more. I think they're after 10% of the company, but the money, if I remember right, was definitely wasn't 50,000. There was less money up front and some of it was credit towards services and not cash, if I remember right, too. Yeah, something like that. I forget the details. Yeah. But... And we turned that one down, not thinking that, again, the the equity wasn't worth, and there's a plane flying three, you probably can hear it, <laughs> um, my brand new pod, road podcast, fix of everything. So uh, yeah, the, we didn't see the cost benefit analysis there working in our favor. We just didn't want to go and spend all our time as well in, in the iLabs for what we were getting offered. And I don't know, maybe there's a different feel for Startmate as well, being a somewhat more established incubator in Australia. It's probably the preeminent one if I think back. Uh, in Australia, anyway. It's certainly the preeminent one in Australia. Yeah. And, um, yeah, as a result, it's quite hard to get in. So um, fingers crossed that we do get in. But I think the real benefit is the intensive training program and the um, the trip to the valley. That's really that's really one of their big focus focal points. Mm. And I think that's what distinguishes them from a lot of the other incubators here in Australia. Yeah, just the seriousness, I guess, of that. It's, it already sounds like they're more connected and they know what to do with people when they go send them to the Valley. That that in itself means they, they very likely have contacts with the other incubators and the other investors and the other uh, venture capital firms and all that that exist in Silicon Valley. So, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, we, we On behalf of all the listeners, we'll have to, we wish you good luck this week and hopefully you and Thank Brett you, get in. That would be exciting to talk about. And we, who knows, we might be doing the next podcast, uh, well, certainly from maybe January onwards from Sydney and then maybe sometime in mid next year from uh, Silicon Valley. You'll be figuring mm -hmm. out what time this is to record these podcasts. So that <laughs> would be some great stories if you have time. This is the one thing I did read about with Startmate. I read a case study of someone else who had gone through the program and they said it is really, really intensive. So you have to really put in the hours over that time period. And I'm used to putting in those hours, you know, 60 to 80 hour weeks yeah. anyway. You're going to get fatter and fatter, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to put on the, uh, the yoga CDs. Well, I was going to say, like, I doubt they include a, you know, a P90X yoga session as part of the incubation program, <laughs> unlike Cranky Ads, which had that as a regular feature. So. That's right. So I'll just need to instigate that in the new company. You may have to. I, I think uh, it's an important part of the process. Actually, I'm not joking. I really do think they should incubate with some form of exercise in the the actual, whatever you call it, the curriculum of the incubator. I think that would help. Like if they're, I don't know if they're studying energy management in any way, but I think that would actually boost the results. And even if it took away a bit of your time from coding, the exercise and a bit of, you know, uh, moving from different roles, which you probably get, you know, no doubt at some point you're planning pitching stuff and then you're talking about financials and uh, bookkeeping and raising funds and then you're moving on to actual delivery of service and getting clients and there'll be different types of things you focus on. But at the end of the day, you need to step away from the work and do some yoga every now and then or whatever you choose to do. Or running. I love running. Yeah. That really frees my mind. You can run around Darling Harbour. So, you know, whatever the case. Anyway, Walter, we're at 30 minutes. So... That went quick. Yes. So, 
What have you got planned for next week, Yara? This year, this week, this week. Oh, thanks for asking, Walter. Um, <laughs> I didn't even cover my previous week, did I? We just went straight into you. It's all about you this episode, Walter. <laughs> How rude of me. How rude. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yaro, what did you do last week? What did I do last week? Uh, Please tell us. Well, it, uh, it's a bit of a, uh, I guess, a come down week after the launch, so it wasn't tons to do. And in fact, I've just been, I wrote an article for the Flippa guys, and I'm very, very fingers crossed having my first guest post in over five years ever being published on the Flippa blog, which is cool. And I'm doing a, a special promo with them to promote my e-guide. So uh, I haven't got the, the details of that. I only sent it to them on Friday, so they have to check it over and see whether they're okay with publishing it. Um, I don't expect it to be a, a huge windfall of sales, but I actually would like to have some content published on another site. It's been so long since I've done any um, proactive link building. I really do appreciate the chance to put a guest post on that blog. So that would be great. And that was most of what I did. Like it was a 2000 word article. So a couple of days of work there and I had to send some other stuff to them as well and create a modified sales page for the product. So that's pretty much what I did for the, the second half of the week. Um, this week, yeah, finishing off that with them, uh, I want to get the actual article up before it gets too close to Christmas. So I'll be just focusing on that. But the other thing I'm doing, lots of little gap fillers, but I won't talk about them. They're a bit boring. My next e-guide, I'm actually, I, want, I meant to get three e-guides out this year. I got two of them and of course my interviews club as well. So it wasn't too bad. Three, three products in one year. I'm pretty happy with that, but I would like to get the third and final e-guide which is actually about blog traffic done and it's it's written but I need to go through and do some heavy editing because it was written in a time when search engine optimization was different so I'm going back and rewriting it completely uh, and I, fingers crossed we'll get it out in February uh, definitely early February and um, yeah so that's pretty much my goal for the actually all the coming weeks it will be working on that guide that's the main project to get it ready for for next month and uh yeah that will be fun but i have to say I, i'm always somewhat pulled towards this startup incubation there's something exciting and and um obviously silicon valley and being involved and saying i have a startup and we're in an incubator and and the people you meet and you know the investors you can meet and the other entrepreneurs you can meet i really want to get involved with it as well so i think for me i would when i get to uh, silicon valley i actually would love to meet some of the owners of these incubator uh, groups and potentially see if how you get a part of that phase whether it's um i don't know as putting some money into it, putting some time into it, just being part of the ecosystem is what I'd like to do at some point in the future, just to be exposed to great ideas and great people. And, and, um, you know, even maybe do some mentoring if they're, you know, blogging as part of the process. So that's my week though, Walter. And you, I assume are waiting for start mate results and working on Kickspy in between, right? Pretty much. Yep. That sums it up. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. It's at 35 minutes. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Walter. Thanks for listening. Thank you for uh, sharing the story. I'm very excited. Hopefully in the next day or two. I'll know before everyone listening in. So ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll let everyone else know how it goes. <laughs> yes. Next week. Stay tuned for the next episode of Everything Entrepreneurship. And you'll find out. Um, please leave questions we had no questions this week i'm disappointed with you listeners i know you're not supposed to say bad things about your listeners but you're not being good question askers i realize it's getting close to christmas or whatever you know you probably just did hanukkah and thanksgiving and all that but 
you must be still doing something with your business. Maybe you've got a question about startups, maybe about incubators, thinking about going in one yourself. You want to ask Walter about that or, you know, obviously I was here to talk about blogging and information marketing. So anything you want to ask us along those lines, please leave a comment to the blog post that this podcast was released on at my entrepreneurs-journey.com blog or just Google my name, Yaro, Y-A-R-O, and you'll find the blog and you click the podcast link and you'll find all the podcasts. In fact, Walter, you don't know this, I've actually separated the Everything Entrepreneurship podcast show on my podcast page from my interviews because I'm releasing interviews again and I don't want people to be too confused so they can see the our weekly talk show separate from the interviews. So you can very easily find it on my podcast page now. And the last request, please leave a review comment on iTunes to help us rank better in their system so that we can reach more people. We'd really appreciate a five-star review and some uh, lovely comments if you find this show helpful, which I'm hopefully you do. That's it. Walter, thank you. Thank you, Yara. <laughs> Anything else to add? You sound like you got something to say. <laughs> no, no, let's leave it at that. Okay. Thanks everyone for listening in. Thanks and we'll for listening. Catch you next week on Everything Entrepreneurship. Everything Entrepreneurship with Walter and Yarrow.